can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. We are joined by a longtime Celtics fan and big-time friend, Justin Doyle. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to start today's podcast off same as normal, go through player of the game, uh, go through some of the positives of today, uh, and then end the podcast second half with some of the negatives. Uh, so to get started, Justin, I'll toss it over to you here uh, with player of the game. Who do you got? Yeah, so I'm actually going to give it to uh, give it to Daniel Tice tonight. I think uh, obviously the points started to show up in the fourth quarter, but I think even before that, it's just all around the things that don't necessarily show up in the show up in the box score that he was doing throughout the entire game. Um, you know. Obviously, the, the team as a whole made it difficult on John Collins for most of the night, and I think Tice was a big part of that. So, going with Daniel Tice for player of the game tonight. Yeah, Tice played. Tice played fantastic for like the entire night. I mean, you didn't really see him yeah. score too much until pretty much the fourth quarter, uh, but for the majority of the game, he was like they were running, you know, plays where essentially it was you know him getting the ball up top, dishing it down to Thompson. Thompson played pretty well, too. End of the night with 17 points. Uh, but for the majority of the game, they were kind of going back and forth. It was Tice to Thompson or Tice to Time Lord, and they, he was just dishing the ball left and right. Looked really good tonight. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, ended up, I think, with three blocks to, to end the game, and it, seemed, it, yep. it, it certainly felt like he had a lot more of an impact on the defense event, like I said, than the box score showed. So, um yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, good performance, though. Yeah, ended the night with 14 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and 3 blocks. You're absolutely right. The guy just, like, he went off. Uh, and he also had a, a plus 20 for the team. So, overall, played pretty well. Like, the team played really well when he was out there. Um, you know, it, for me, I want to give player of the game to someone that's – I don't know if they've gotten it this year, at least on this podcast, maybe in general. Uh, But it's Kemba Walker. And I think he's gotten so much shit this year. And tonight was like a really, really good night for Kemba. End of the night, 28 points, 6 assists, 3 steals, a block, uh, as well as 5 rebounds, 10 of 16 from the floor, 5 of 8 from 3. So Kemba's had some good nights, but he hasn't shot lights out tonight. He was lights out. He looked really yeah. good tonight. In the, in the pregame show too, they were talking about how you know this game was going to be different for Trey Young because Kemba was back, and you start to get a little bit nervous when you think like, okay, Kemba's going to be the reason why Trey Young is having a is going to have a slower night than you know dropping a forty piece like the night you know two nights ago, and. Uh, I mean, he showed up. We needed him to show up tonight, and um, you know, it was, it was it was almost back to regular season Kemba from last year. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see. So, like, I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up while we're on it, but Kemba in the last four games, so he scored twenty eight points tonight. If we go back to that game against the Nuggets, he had seventeen, twenty five against the Wizards, and then twenty one against the Raptors. So. I'm not going to say he's back. 
A hundred percent, because I've said that I said that early on in his return, and got a bunch of backlash for it. But these are four really solid games for him, and I want to. I kind of want to hear your thoughts because if you look at the last four games again, he's averaging upwards of like twenty three points, and the assist numbers are are slowly getting there. So he ended tonight with six. Uh, again, tied with JB and Tatum, which I love to see, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what have you seen so far from Kemba, you know, tonight as well as, you know, the rest of the season here so far? Uh, Want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you got a guy coming off of a, you know, coming off of an injury, you got to expect that he's going to have a slow start back. And, uh, you know, when he's playing as well as he has, like you mentioned over the last four games, like it, it's almost a kicker when he can't play on the back-to-back games because you're thinking, you know, some of those games that we're losing, he'd be a huge asset. Like, obviously, like, we, you know, we, we lose to the Hawks on Wednesday. He's not playing. And, you know, you had mentioned, like, the plus-minus, and I know a lot of people – it seems like it's a 50-50 feeling in terms of how people feel about the plus-minus, but tonight he's plus 26. Yep. Um, clearly making an impact on the floor, not just – obviously, dropping 28 points is great, but – what I noticed in the first quarter with him is an aggressiveness on defense that you don't typically get out of five foot eleven point guards, and I think that made a difference and it made it difficult for Atlanta to keep up with us in that in that first quarter. Um, you certainly hope that this like that four game stretch he's been on is the turning point for him to get back to like I was talking about you know last year's Kemba you know prior prior to the postseason, but uh, <laughs> big difference. But, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's drastic improvement. Uh, you're not cringing any time that he takes a three anymore. He made some very difficult shots tonight, I think. And that's, I mean, that was a staple point of his career while he was with Charlotte. And you just hope that that's a sign of things to come, not only for the remainder of this, you know, I guess, quote unquote, first half of the season, but once we kick it into the second half as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that to me, I'm glad you brought up the defensive part, too, because if you look like, Everyone's been talking about it too. Like Kemba's historically not a great defender, right? Like that no one's going to argue that. He's really he's not a terrible on-ball defender. Where he struggles the most is through screens and it's yes. help defense. Like he's he's overall he's not like a he's not a great defender by any means. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that. But as far as like on-ball pressure goes, he's not bad. And he br- he brings a lot more intensity than you know most players bring on any given night. It's just as far as keeping up through screens and fighting through that. Because again, he is just he's just a small guy, and that's kind right. of the the problem that Isaiah Thomas had too. Right, and I, I think tonight what I noticed right off the bat with him is that if you and it, this this might just go back to Brad's game plan for the game, but. They had very good communication as far as switches go, so he was conscientious of whether or not he was going to be able to fight through that screen or not. And if he couldn't, he made a strong switch off and continued to play that aggressive defense, whether the guy was six foot eight or you know a guy like uh, Herder that was you know they ended up getting matched up with quite a few times just based on switching. So yeah, I mean I, I think all around very strong performance, you know, for Kemba, and it's it's just something that that you hope to see continue happening throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean that's that's the Kemba we need, and I talked about this in the episode like I think it was like two episodes back. Like 
I don't I don't necessarily think that Kemba needs to be that like facilitating point guard as much as everyone seems to be giving him shit for not being. But like if he can come in here and score and put in effort on the defensive end, I'm not like he's he's never going to be an elite defender. Like I'm not I'm not giving him that. But if he can come in, bring effort, bring intensity and still score, like that for me is a win. Right, and you figure in a, obviously it's no secret with with Marcus Smart not being in the lineup. You know, it, it's definitely making an impact on the defensive end. You know, when Smart is playing, you don't need Kevin to be that elite defender. You just need him to hold his own against the guy that he's matched up with for that night. And I think once we get, you know, like I know you've talked about it multiple times in terms of the lack of minutes. I think what is it, twenty four minutes that. Uh, Kemba, Smart, Brown, and Jim yeah. played together this season. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's so crazy. hard to knock this team because of everything that they've been through from an injury, you know, injury perspective. Like he lost Brown for a few games. Obviously, Tatum was out due to COVID. Now Smart's been out since you know, basically going back to what the Lakers game. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it, it, it's tough to get any consistency or continuity going on uh, on this team right now, but. I think when you see performances like tonight, where you you know you drop 121 points, you know against against the team that you know although you know they you know they they might not be playoff bound, you know but they definitely have some strong points to, to fall back on. You got to have hope, I think, going you know going into the rest of the season. Just hope that you can get Smart back eventually. And when you get those four guys going together, I mean this is this is a team that could rattle off, you know seven eight game win streak just to get right back into where they need to be so yeah and i agree i mean honestly so here's here's my thoughts right i mean you're you're absolutely right like the Celtics just have not have not been healthy all season long like so up until well actually i guess it's still the case 28 minutes in 29 games that's what that's what our projected starting lineup is played together and whether or not they add Tice or Thompson into that, I don't know. But, like, Smart was in it, right? Like, he's one of the top four, like, either way. So 28 minutes that they've played together in 29 games so far. The Celtics, they don't have a great record, only 15 and 14. But right now, we're fourth in the Eastern Conference. We just moved, we just moved past the Indiana Pacers uh, after today's win. We, said we, we have the same record, but... You know, we've got the tiebreaker. So it's not great. But in the grand scheme of things, we're not far off. We're not far right. off. And and you are right. Like we have we have talent enough. Whether or not we can be consistent with that has yet to be seen. But this team can can rattle some cages when they play it like they do like when they play like they did tonight. Yeah, and I mean, you, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they're four and a half games out of first place right now. I'm not exactly saying that they're going to, say, compete to, to take over the first spot from, say, Philly or Brooklyn, but four and a half games with, I mean, you know, with, with how many games they got left. I mean, a lot that's of nothing. games left. That's, yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, usually what, we're at the all-star break at this point, just past the all-star break and, Yet here we are. The, the season is really still young, only being twenty nine games into it. So it's it's definitely not a not where you want to be from a record perspective. But 
I think you're seeing across the league this year. Obviously, it's it's no secret. It's just a different. It's a different season, and it's it's playing into a lot of different teams in terms of how they're performing. And being four and a half games back with the talent that's at the top of the East right now, I don't think that's the worst place in the world to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. So, I mean, I want to. We'll come back to that, and I want to talk about some some TP options that kind of will help us propel further. But, you know, as far as the rest of the team goes tonight, all five of our starters scored 14 plus points, shot a combined 61% from the field. Uh, And that to me is huge. I mean, overall, the team shot well tonight. Uh, 55% from the field, 40% from three, both pretty solid numbers. Uh, but if you look at the rest of the team, I mean, the other guy that I do want to highlight before jumping into the both of the Rain and Jays here uh, is Tristan Thompson. And for me, this was probably the best game he's played all season. I mean, you saw him get bodied a couple times against Collins early on in the game on some switches off of Tice. Uh, but overall, really solid play tonight. 17 points, three assists five rebounds, and he shot eight of nine from the field. I want to hear your thoughts on him tonight, what he's been able to do, you know, in the, in this season. Cause I don't, I don't think that he's quite performed up to the level that all Celtics fans had hoped for and were kind of expecting, but tonight overall solid performance. Yeah. I think uh, after that first quarter and you mentioned it, you know, he was getting, you're watching him and it's like, oh boy, this is going to be another game where he's going to get abused on defense. And you still just can't figure out the reason as to why that happens because he's putting up good numbers on offense. But then if you're coming right back down the court on defense, getting abused, well, you're not doing, you know, you're not doing the team any good at that point. And William, you know, Williams had come in at one point and he was, you know, he's putting up, you know, putting up some numbers on offense, playing extremely good defense. But then like the second half hit and Thompson really started to make a difference. And, you start to see that guy being a facilitator, not just it might not always show up as assist, but like he's making that pass to an assist. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think it was a great game for for him in particular in the second half. Like I said, the first half, you know, first quarter in particular was a little bit concerning, but you know, he ended up having to, you know, when when he, Robert Williams plays hard, don't get me wrong, but when you got a guy that's got got five fouls, obviously you're going to be expecting that Thompson's going to be. You know, he's going to have to shoulder the load in that fourth quarter, and he handled it. I don't think he could have handled it any better than he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree. Overall, really, really solid night from Thompson. And and prior to, you know, prior to the last five minutes of the game where Tice kind of took over in certain spots, you know, he really to me was the best big tonight. Robert Williams, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. Like he brought a ton of energy off the bench and played really well tonight. Uh, but Thompson, for the majority of the game, he played. He was lights out. So that to me was huge. Yeah, and it, I mean, you got to have those two guys that you can turn to, and and I think we all, you know, for anybody that's 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 on uh, was the the Boston Celtics fan till I die Facebook page. Um, you know, anytime we see you throw the starting lineup up and we see two bigs, we. We all get a little bit nervous. Cringe. You know, get concerned about the, you know, you don't necessarily have have the concern about the floor not being stretched when you got Tice out there because you can kind of you can kind of play that stretch four for you in some way, shape, or form. But um, tonight, I, I think with that two big lineup, 
you know, just trying to remember back to all the games where they had it. That might have been the best that they, that, you know, Thompson and, uh, and Tice played together. Um, best chemistry that they probably had, had all season on the court. So Agreed. So, yeah, Agreed. And, and those – those two guys, they have to, now. Granted, you're not going to see a lot of one-two-two zones in the in the NBA, or I, I sure hope not. Um, <laughs> you're certainly not going to be seeing it against the Celtics when you know they can go on that streak where uh, what was it? Brown hit, I th- Brown can, you know, he back to back to back. Point, yeah, he, yeah, you know, hit a corner three and hit a three up top. I think he hit one from the wing as well. Like, but when you have to, you know, when you have to go into that one-three-one set, you know, to, to to go against the the one two two, and you've got one of those guys up top. If you have that confidence that both of them can kick the ball outside of one of the wings or to each other down, you know, down on the baseline, it, you know, it, it's a tough team. It's a tough team to beat when you when you have that. And yeah, I think we saw I think we saw a different version of Tristan Thompson tonight on the offensive, you know, on the offensive end. It seemed like every time that he touched the ball, um, clearly if he goes eight for nine, it seems like every time it's it's going in the hoop, but. He really had no fear about him shooting the ball tonight. Yeah, um, you know he, he he didn't. You know, I mean, I, I'm a big Clint Capella fan. I don't think you know he didn't back down against him. Um, he killed us. Know, he, yeah, yeah, killed um, us. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, talk. We'll talk about that in the next section. But like, yeah, Clint Capella just fucking destroyed yeah. us today. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's. Uh, I don't know. He's one of those guys who'd love to. Love to have him, uh, just because I don't know. I just feel like even going back to like before he was playing for Atlanta, I feel like he did that to us back then too. You know, so oh yeah, every every. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way he plays. Like he's just yeah. a he's kind of like that dominant big. I and mean, I I tweeted this earlier too. Like he hurt us tonight just as much as Embiid hurt us when we played Philly. Right. Like he he gets all the fucking rebounds. And is getting all of the putback points. Like it's just, it. I mean, it's it sucks, but you know, he's a he's a productive player. But you know, I do wanna I do wanna transition here and talk about talk about both the Jays here. We'll start off with Jalen, but um, you know, if you're looking at if you're looking at the Celtics team, one of the big things that Jalen has kind of taken a big step in today, if. You know, obviously it's pretty much every part of his game, but one of the things that he took a, a major leap in was, you know, his ability to facilitate. Uh, and he ended the night tonight with six assists, tied for a team high with Tatum and Kemba, which is fantastic to see. Uh, but overall played a really solid game. 17 points, six assists, four rebounds. Didn't shoot a ton tonight, but six of 12 as well as four of seven from three. Three of those coming in back-to-back-to-back threes in that third quarter. So give me your thoughts on Jalen Brown tonight. Uh, But I do want to hear your thoughts on him just in general this season because he is coming on a a season where he's going to be, you know, an all-star reserve at this point. Yeah, so uh, it was was definitely a quiet scoring night, and it it really – if if it wasn't for going back to back to back, obviously would have you know <laughs> that that number would have would have decreased significantly. But when you've got when you've got guys like Tyson Thompson each, each taking nine shot nine shots each, and uh, obviously when you got Kemba that's catching fire and Tatum definitely caught fire tonight as well. You don't there's <laughs> you're only playing with one basketball. You can't you can't have every guy shoot you know shooting twenty times a game. 
I think that he's accepting that role that, and I think all, all three of them actually, if Kemba can continue to do what he's, do, do what he's doing, they, they can definitely play that facilitator role. And whoever's got the hot hand, and obviously you get two of them with a hot hand and you're going to come out with some big victories. But I think that's one of the most impressive things about Jalen, even going back to when he first entered, entered the league, is the maturity that a guy in his early 20s shows to know his role on the team and be accepting of that and basically do whatever the Celtics need him to do. I, you know, like you, I was extremely disappointed and frustrated to see that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a starter, um, you know, you know, but uh, Kyrie, Kyrie goes AWOL for two weeks and he gets a starting nod. So I don't know. Somebody can try to explain that one to me. So. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, th- I think it's just, I think Jalen was definitely, Last year, he was ready to make that that step and and probably deserved a spot on the All Star lineup. And I think ever since that point, you've just seen him take it to another level. Like he's just got that, you know, almost like that Tom Brady or Dustin Pedroia type, like chip on his shoulder, almost that like he feels like he still has something to prove. And he, you know, he certainly does being a young player, but I, I just think he's got that inner drive in him that's just continuing to turn him into, you know, I, I don't. I forget where exactly he was ranked at the start of the season, uh, you know, for as far as NBA players go. But uh, I mean, it was pretty low. I mean, it was. I'm pretty sure it was like 35. Yeah, but I I don't think he's too far off from. It. I don't know if it's going to happen by the end of the season or you know by the start of next season, but I don't see any reason why that guy is not, you know, in a in a top 25 position. I mean, it, it's just everything that he does on the floor like clearly the, the stats show up and, and speak for themselves and um but it's again it just goes back to the things like to win basketball games you have to do a lot of things that aren't going to show up on the on the stat sheet every night and you're gonna yeah i mean you're gonna be hard pressed obviously there's definitely gonna be a couple guys out there that you could probably name ahead of them but guys that play harder on a basketball court every single position excuse me every single possession up and down the floor i, I don't know I've, I've i've been impressed with jalen Ever since he became a Celtic, I mean, I, I was I was definitely on the uh, the, the anti Jalen train when you know when we took him in the draft, and uh, <laughs> most people glad, were. I'm very glad that he proved me wrong, as most probably are. And, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's just impressive to see how much like you always expect at some point a guy even early in his career might hit that wall where it's like, okay, this is the best that he's going to get. And yeah, I mean. We're, we're nowhere even close. Like, like Jalen's not even close to reaching his ceiling at this point. And it, it's just, it makes you so optimistic for what, like what's to come with him. I, I don't know. It's, you, you really can't say enough about everything that that guy's done this season because, you know, like I said, granted he missed a couple of games, but he's been that staple point for us throughout the season. And that's why I think he was, I mean, he's more than deserving of, of that starting nod in the, in the all-star lineup. So, yeah, yeah, and, and you kind of you hit it right nail on head, but like the the leaps that he's taken every single year, it's just you don't see it much throughout the NBA. Like obviously everyone improves to a certain extent each year, but the amount that we've seen him grow from you know year one to now, it's like we as Celtics fans have not really seen that jump from anybody. 
Like, Tatum's obviously improved, but, like, not quite to the level that Jalen Brown has. Tatum has gotten significantly better, but he also came in and, as a rookie, performed a lot better than JB has. So, like, the amount that he has improved year over year, specifically from last year to this year, is just kind of unparalleled in my eyes. And he should be a, a front runner for most improved player of the year. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's, a, I guess, a different story for another day. And that's something that we'll probably see. It's, I mean, in my eyes, it's going to be him or Bam. So that's something that we'll kind of have to jump into later in the year as this season continues. But uh, I do want to, I do want to touch on the other part of the rain and Jays and that's Jason Tatum tonight. Uh, Cause he, you know, had another solid night, 25 points, six assists, a steal, three blocks, uh, as well as eight rebounds. Didn't have a, a stellar shooting night, uh, but continued to put up points, continued to facilitate the ball. And defensively tonight looked significantly better. Uh, so overall, I mean, again, thoughts on Tatum and you know what he was able to contribute to tonight. Yeah, I mean, you you touched on it with with the six assists. I don't think it was just the six assists, but it was the way that he was finding guys too. Um, I mean, just just beautiful passes. Where he, I mean, he's making skip passes on a dime. Um, Play you know, of the game. He, he he found Tice in the fourth quarter at one point where. Um, yeah, I mean, you can just tell that he's becoming so much more comfortable becoming that guy that can not only drive the ball, but can drive and dish as well. And that's key when you're talking about a guy that, that's that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a very good point forward, you know, for this team for, for years to come, certainly, I hope. Um, I mean, it, it's it, it's pretty much what you come to expect from him, you know, putting up the, you know, 25 points and, you know, you, you He's almost at that that brink of you wonder by the end of the season can he become one of those guys that not saying every night but getting those triple doubles you know from from time to time you feel like he's just at that brink of being able to get there um, you know it, it it's it, it, when you've got guys like like Thompson and Tice that, that tend to eat up the eat up rebounds it, it, it's going to definitely be tough for him to get to ten consistently every night but you just you see what he's doing and just all around like contributing in so many different ways. And like you said, the defense is definitely uh, drastically improved from, from, you know, from his rookie season. And um, I think there, I think there's a play during, during the fourth quarter um, specifically that I remember he, you know, missed, missed a shot. And I think Williams went in for a tip. He missed there. And, uh, but Tatum, followed, you know, followed the shot, just fundamental basketball that, that we're taught since we're playing, playing basketball as kids that, that's the stuff that it makes an impact, and they're they're huge hustle plays for you that eventually end up showing in the showing in the box score for you. So yeah, we need. He's that you know that that's the thing with, with with guys that can really score the ball sometimes from time to time is just like not doing the fundamentals of like trying to crash the boards and like yeah it helps that I mean I, I think they they they've got him listed probably as like six eight six nine. I, I, I definitely would say he's probably taller than that, but uh, oh, they said he was six ten at the beginning of the year. Brad Stevens uh, did at least. Uh, I had a major growth spurt at twenty two years old. <laughs> I'm still still waiting for mine, but uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't think I'll be starting on any on it, any NBA teams anytime soon. But uh, same here. But <laughs> but uh, 
no, I mean, it's just between the, between the two of them, between Jalen and Jason, it's Jason's doing everything that you, that you need him to do. Like, obviously he's had those nights where you just like shake your head sometimes. Like I still think that from time to time, he almost, he's definitely uh, very comfortable with that fadeaway. Sometimes I wonder if he's forcing it a little bit too much. I agree with that. It's, it's, it's almost frustrating. Like, you know, he's got, because the other thing too is because he's so long and lanky that he's got the ability to do an up fake and take, you know, take one step and, you know, and gets the basket and then instead he's settling for the, settling for the fadeaway. And when it works out, it's a beautiful shot, but it's, but, but yeah, I mean, I think really like that, if that's, if that's the biggest knock on him at this point, then, you know, we don't have, we don't have too much to complain about after, you know, you know, I mean, I think obviously you got Donovan Mitchell that's doing great things out in Utah, but uh, I mean, Tatum, I think, I think was the star of that draft. And that's not a knock on Mitchell by any means, but I just think Tatum brings so much more to the, more to the table. Yeah. He's certainly, he's certainly played really well this year and obviously, you know, moving himself into that top 10 position. He was, I believe 11 in the the preseason poll. And, you know, he's definitely not, he's not performing worse to move him further down that list by any means. So, Overall, solid for him. Uh, the other guy that I wanted to, I wanted to touch on quick before we move into the the back half of today's podcast was Time Lord. And the guy, you know, as far as the team goes, this was probably one of our best performances from our bigs all season long, um, up and down. And Robert Williams was no ex- no exception from that. Uh, end of the night, twelve points, seven rebounds, two steals, as well as four blocks. Uh, attributing to a team, I believe, a, career, a season-high 12 blocks for a team. Uh, but overall, just played solid tonight. Six of eight. He was the receiving – he was on the receiving end of arguably the play of the year for the Boston Celtics uh, after he had the steal and then Kemba tossed it up to Tatum for an alley-oop and Tatum's like, nope. Time Lord's got to get it, and then he passes passes it over to Time Lord for the flush. So, uh, one of the best plays that I've seen this year from this Celtics team, and you know, overall he played a, a really solid solid night tonight. And it looks like he's trying to make his move for for more minutes. And it kind of seems like after today, he's you know moving himself into a position where it might make more sense. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean it. It's it, it, there was a I, I, there was a play specifically I think in the first half of him where you know you see him diving on diving on the floor for loose balls and you thinking it's like it's the six foot ten version of, of Marcus Smart out there that's uh that it's just I mean he's he's doing he's doing the little things and obviously it's good to see like the four blocks showing up for him I think at one point he had, he, uh, he that was the play that actually led to that uh led to that beautiful alley oop that that uh that he and Tatum had, but, um, but yeah, he's, I mean, this year specifically, he's, he's doing everything that we need him to do. He's obviously one of the, one of the tough parts with a guy that plays that hard is, you know, you, and especially to having a, a history of injuries, you know, you, you worry about the injuries starting to start to come back on him, And then obviously, you know, ended up with the five fouls. Like that's, that's something that they can be worked on over time. Cause he's still, I want to say was 22, 23. Um, he's definitely you know, young. Yeah, yeah. 
um, you know, still plenty, plenty of time to work on the things like that. But it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just, um, you, you, the way that he, the way that he's scoring is making a huge impact. It's like, he's, you know, he's crashing, he's crashing the boards like you need him to. Um, he's, he's, he's got that never quit attitude. Any, anytime that there's a loose ball, he's going for it. That's, that's something that you need off the bench. If you're going to have a successful bench and, you know, especially like when you get a guy like Mark Smart on the back end and, you know, I don't like Neesmith is starting to show a little bit. He's still, I mean, I think Neesmith's got some of the worst rookie jitters that I've seen, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, to focus on, you know, definitely to focus on Williams, it's, I, I think that he probably would have seen a lot more time in the second half if it wasn't for those fouls. Obviously a couple of them were controversial in terms of whether or not they should have actually been, been called fouls or not. But, um, but if he could, if he can get that under control, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a key part of this team for years to come and almost someone that can gel in with say like Jason and Jalen. Um, I mean, he's, he's definitely not going to be one of those stretch fives. That's, that's knocking down threes. And we, we certainly don't need him to be at this point. Yeah. Um, but you know, the other thing too, is that he's, he's got very good for a young guy, especially, but a young big guy, I feel he's got very strong court vision as well. Um, that's just, that's something that you don't get out of, uh, out of the, you know, the classic big man, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I was very impressed with him, especially in the first half. And I think like after, um, you know, after, like I was talking about earlier with Thompson, like he had a little bit of a rough, rough start defensively in the first half. I'm like, you know, do you, do you consider benching Thompson to start the second half and going Williams instead just to see like, see what it does? Because the, the difference was in that first half, I think, I think what we really started to pull away was when Williams was in the game in the second quarter. I felt like that's that was really the turning point. From there, we just never looked back. And again, I mean, it's it's just having guys that are making hustle plays for you. Sometimes that can be the turning point in the game. And I, I, I mean, not it's it's tough to find really any fault in, in what he did. Like I said, I mean, yeah, I guess you could chalk it up to the five fouls. But again, when you got a guy that's you know when you got a big man that's playing hard. Of course, he's going to be racked up the fouls. So yeah, I again, I was extremely impressed with him tonight as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, overall, I mean, he just, he brings a lot of energy, and that's pretty much all you can ask for at this point. You know, overall, uh, a really solid win for the Celtics team, uh, 121-109 over Atlanta after losing our last game against him. Uh, do want to do want to dive into some of the negatives? Uh, again, not really much, so we'll keep that part real short for you guys. Uh, but we'll dive into that here in a little bit, right after a word from our sponsors. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and gives sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sports book, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. 
As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we are back. The back half of today's podcast. Want to talk about some of the negatives of today. Uh, not a ton, so we'll keep this section short for you guys. Uh, but I do want to kick it over to Justin here. The Celtics did kind of surrender a pretty big lead that we had. Got outscored 36-23 to in the fourth quarter. Uh, I know you have some thoughts on this. So what do you got here for us? Yeah, I think. You know, coming out to the fourth quarter, obviously, when you got a big lead like that, you just you got to have that you got to have that killer instinct too. Like you go into that, you finish off the third quarter, and you're thinking, all right, this is a good opportunity for you know guys like Kemba, who's obviously you know might not be a hundred percent at this point, and um, Jalen and Jason, like get them some rest and you know let some of you guys like you know like the Javante Greens and um, let Pritchard and Eastman get some you know get get some. Uh, get some run out there and it just it just can't happen because you know the all of a sudden you know at one point i think the the lead had cut all the way back down to nine so yep. you know seeing a lead go from 27 to nine is, is clearly a, a negative that you got to focus on and start you know start to figure out i mean even even with the amount of uh amount of fouls that get called in today's nba like you know the goal still you know the goal still needs to be, you know, you look at all the team under 100 points. I mean, you know, I think that was another thing too that we that we could take take a look at, and, and you know, I definitely want to hear hear your thoughts on this. I mean, the free throw discrepancy between the two teams was was huge, and it's every you know, it's every game, to, it's every game. The Celtics that? just struggle getting to the free throw line, and a lot of it comes from it, JB and Tatum. You know, there's been right. games, but it's not it's not consistent. Right. It drives right. me and nuts. That, and that's that's something that you think about when you think of like the top ten guys in the league. They're getting to the line eight, ten times a game, and that could be the difference between you know like like you know raising raising Tatum's like you know point per game average by you know five six points like that. That makes a difference when you're consistently doing that. So it's just it's it, it, as good as they played on defense or, or as they appear to play on defense. A lot of it was just wide open shots getting missed by Atlanta. I mean, like, I mean, Collins missed. There was one that I still have no idea how it didn't go down. I mean, I think it rattled around the rim enough for it to, you know, to go down at some point. But, um, you know, it's not to knock all of their defense, obviously. Like, we spent some time talking about how good it was. But, you know, I mean, as a, as a team, I want to say, I think they came in plus 20 in terms of fouls, um, for, you know, team fouls for the game. And, I mean, obviously, when one guy's putting up five by himself, that, that makes a difference. But um, just against the Atlanta Hawks team, like I said, I mean, they, after you said they're, they're 12 and 17, when you build yourself a big lead like that, you know, you have that cushion to fall back on. But, like, there's, you teams want to? That, there's teams that if you let them start crawling back in like that, they're <laughs> you're not walking out of that game with a win like that. I don't care if you're down by – down by nine and you start to figure it out like there's just there's te- there's good teams in this league that you can't let that happen and 
you know, I think, I don't know if it's just a relaxed mindset that, that they went into. You certainly hope that's not the case given the fact that, I mean, they lose that game, they're 14-15, and 15, and we're talking about a, a team that's under 500. I think you were saying a couple of days ago would be the first, you know, first time since 2015 this late in the season. But yeah, um, so, so you just, I, I think you kind of, kind of shaking your head at some of the things, and it's just the the carelessness of uh, of the play in the second half overall, and a lot of it being attributed to the fourth quarter as well. Now, I will say, like with 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 four minutes left in the game, they didn't make a single turnover from that point forward. And that's really when you you could start to feel it's like okay this this one's we got this one in the bag like we're good, but you know and that I mean that's six, that to me is my biggest issue with this team. It's just I mean it's inconsistencies on the turnover side of the ball, right? Like it's, it's like for the first three quarters we played pretty well, like didn't yeah. have a ton, but like the the fourth quarter the intensity just collapsed. The turnover started to happen. We started to play more iso ball, less assists, and the the Hawks came back, and that's that's kind of been the case every single game this year. Like they're giving me heart, they're like they're gonna cause me a heart attack. It's just yeah. watching watching every game. Like I just I would love I would love to just win a game and not have any worries. Like, give me right. another Memphis Grizzlies blowout, please. Like, it just it, it doesn't that happen enough. Watch. It's killing no, me. It's you know, they, at the end of the first half, they got six turnovers. They finished the game with eighteen. Like eighteen. I mean, you don't want to finish a game with twelve turnovers at all. But to do that alone in the second half is concerning. And again, like I'm clearly like huge fan of Jason Tatum, but. He had six by himself, and like, yeah, you could make the excuse. Well, yeah, like he touched the ball a lot. Of course, he's gonna, of course, he's gonna have a lot of turnovers. Yeah, you can't have six turnovers. No, as a team no. leader, it just it can't happen, and it definitely can't be happening in the fourth quarter if you want to build a team that's gonna gonna be successful and make a make a strong playoff run. It's just that that part of it. Like, I I mean, this is probably going back a couple of weeks now, but that they're joking with Brad and saying, oh, well, like we were talking about the turnovers and then like all of a sudden the turnovers, they dropped. I think they had a couple of games where it was like six and then one with seven. Well, whatever he said to them back then, he's got to say to them again because in back-to-back games against the Hawks, they've, they've clearly struggled. And not to say that the Hawks took care of the ball at all any better tonight, but had they, <laughs> again, like I said before, we, we might've been talking about a different outcome in that game. And it's just that those are the things that you can control in the game is just is taking care of the ball and that's you just have to wonder if that's what's besides lackadaisical defense to start the fourth quarter if that's what's putting them in the position that, the, that they're in in some of these games like you know you for for a game that was pretty well in hand you starters put ended up putting up a decent amount of minutes and again it's like the way that the season's structured this year being you know even though it's only you know only a 72 game versus an 82 game season when you've got lots lots of nights where you're playing back to back, you need those blowout games like the Memphis Grizzlies, especially against you know a twelve and seventeen team, where you just you, you, you need you rest. Know, you, you just you know you step on their throats and just just keep keep you know keep plugging and build that lead up to thirty, and then you finally get you know you, you finally get to pull them and you know start playing a little bit of a slower offense just to burn the clock and it's um yeah it's just. It, it's like you blink your, you know, you blink your eyes, and 
all of a sudden six turnovers turns an 18 by the end of the game and you kind of left wondering like what like <laughs> what changed in you know a two or three minute commercial break yeah and and that it's just it's frustrating like it's it's been the same way all year long and it's driving me nuts at this point because you know we have games like this like through the first three quarters you're like wow this team can really make a run and then the fourth quarter happens and you're like okay maybe they can't make a run but like the the Celtics show at several points throughout the season that they're fully capable of competing with the best talent. Like we played excellent games against the Clippers, excellent games against the Lakers, and you know, still the the record just doesn't show it. And a lot of it just a lot of it comes down to consistencies and I've talked about it I feel like every podcast at this point, a lot of it comes down to turnovers. Uh, a lot of it comes down to free throws. You know, a lot of it comes down to just defensive intensity. And, you know, tonight the defensive intensity was a lot better. But, you know, again, fourth quarter, not so much. Even third quarter, like the first half, we've we played fantastic. You know, it's just... It, you can't you can't let up, and this Celtics team has continued to let up at certain right. points of the season, and that's that's the part that frustrates me the most. Um, yeah, if you it's like you're looking at the other side, like Collins and Gallinari, Gallinari, excuse me, just terrible games from both of those guys, and you just if one of those guys had caught fire at some point, like obviously like Collins started to do a little bit in the fourth, but again, maybe that's just because. You know, the, the Celtics were, were already in the locker room, apparently, when they were supposed to be playing defense. But, it, you know, it's just one of those guys doesn't have a – and, I, like, granted, like, you're going to have nights where guys just aren't – you know, guys in the opposing team, they're going to have their off nights. And, obviously, like, we've had our – plenty. clearly, if we got 14 losses already, like, clearly we've had, we've had our – where one of our guys just had an off night. Um, but it's just – you start to look back at a lot of the, the what-ifs and – a good effort on like a good effort for three quarters uh, defensively could have totally been wiped out. And he left like looking at, wow, we just gave up 40 plus points possibly in the fourth quarter. And it just, it, it can't happen. And it's again, like we can always point to like the injuries and the fact that like the chemistry might not necessarily still be there. And maybe that's why the turnover is there. But I mean, like uh, 29 games in the season, you guys have to have that figured out by now. If you're, if you're looking to make, you know, if you're, if you're looking to make a series run this season. Yeah, and I and I agree. And hopefully, I mean, again, this is fingers crossed at this point because Brad and Danny have not given us too much indication that things are going to change. But, you know, hopefully Danny figures this out and makes a splash with this TP. A lot of people are talking about it at this point. So, you know, we've got... About four or five weeks left till the trade deadline, uh, just after the the All Star break here. So, you know, my fingers are crossed. I think they will make a change. Uh, that's obviously you know yet to be seen, and you know every Celtics fan in the world is hoping that that's the case. But 
You know, I do wanna I do wanna wrap things up here today. Justin, I appreciate you hopping on. This was awesome. Have another guy to talk to about the Celtics here and uh you know, looking forward to you know more games this season. I know I'm gonna have you on in another couple weeks here at the beginning of March. So appreciate you hopping on here. Yeah, man. Always always good to chat with you and uh, appreciate you having me on and I'll uh, I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. All right, sounds good, brother. For all you Celtics fans out there, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. If you haven't already subscribed, uh, make sure to do so. Rate, review the podcast. Appreciate all the support. And we will talk to you soon, Celtics fans. Have a good night. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.